Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this fine morning? What up, everybody? We are back to some off-season football talk. It's been a tough transition to it for a lot of people, but here we are. And Ourselves included, to, to be clear. Yeah, I'm really just talking about myself right now. <laughs> That's what it is, and I'm. Yeah. I know I'm I still not over it. Every time Taylor Swift comes on, I I feel trauma. I don't know if I shared in uh, our Super Bowl recap podcast that uh, one of the guys I work with was uh, playing Taylor Swift that next day when I walked in the staff meeting. That's just uh, mean. Oh yeah, he, he's brutal. He loves to he loves to try to torch me with that kind of stuff. Um, sent us a gif of Taylor Swift like minutes after the game and said, "See y'all tomorrow." So that's that's just the stuff we deal with as very uh, pronounced 49ers fans. People love to rub it in our faces as well. Maybe some of you have dealt with that as well, and uh, it's not fun. And there's a level of respect that I feel like it it passes for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely still not fun. But what is fun is we get to start thinking about if the 49ers can do it again. And I I really believe, and I think this will be the theme throughout today's episode, I think the 49ers will be able to keep this core together for at least one more season. I, I think this team is going to have to go through some significant changes. We're going to see multiple iterations of this team around Brock Purdy. But I, I think that the 49ers, at least for one more year, I think this team is going to stay in its similar form for sure. Yeah, I agree. And we're, we're going to talk about how hopefully it looks very similar um, over the next, well, maybe just a year. We don't, we don't know. We're, it's going to be hard with uh, some salary. I know I just saw a quote a couple days ago. John Lynch was saying, he goes, yeah, we'd like to pay Brock. We just can't. Like they're not allowed to yet. Um, but when that comes, things might start to look different. So uh, just a couple of the news headlines that have been going around that kind of it's going big things for the Niners right now. It, really, the, the biggest thing, the two big stories, is can the Niners re-sign Brandon Ayuk? Can they extend him? And um, other, other free agents, but it's probably less of a big headline there's no other real like big free agents uh other than Ayuk's contract talk is is the biggest one and then of course who's the next defensive coordinator so we'll talk about some of the, the candidates we've seen for that what the Niners might be thinking for that uh Timmy you made a comment saying you're kind of surprised that they haven't hired someone yet and I wasn't sure if I was surprised if they haven't or, or why they haven't yet but I'm more surprised. I'm a little surprised for sure I think it's we were discussing before we start recording like I think it's just part of the Super Bowl lull they lost and uh don't want to don't want to quite do anything yet. Maybe they're talking with other defensive minds in the league and trying to see what other teams view defense as as to get a little bit of an edge. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I'm in a I'm in the the same thought for for sure right but but what's coming 
What I, what I keep coming back to is there's a few things the 49ers have to nail this year, this offseason, and you touched on it. they got to get the right defensive coordinator, right? We saw all last season that, that Steve Wilkes just wasn't able to put all the pieces together, and I, I will always say that I, I don't know the X's and O's particularly well. I do know that it was clear that Kyle Shanahan didn't trust him, and that, that matters a lot. So getting somebody that Shanahan feels he can trust to run the defense back there is going to be a huge deal. I think how the 49ers retain Brandon Ayuk is going to be huge. And I also think the 49ers are going to have to draft really, really well. And they're going to have to draft really well in the early rounds of the draft, too. This team has really, historically, under Shanahan Lynch, not done very well on those early round picks. I can think of one first round pick of the 49ers that I thought was a good pick. Maybe two. You got Bosa, who was obviously like a slam dunk, and you got Ayuk. Other than that, most of the, f- the 49ers' first-round picks have not been particular successes. And-, and so I think while they've been able to compensate from that at the back end of the draft with finding gems, they're going to need, like, we're going to need a homegrown replacement for Trent Williams in the next three or four years. We're going to need homegrown guys to step into some of these roles that veterans have been playing, and we're probably going to need to use early round picks to get them. Yeah, I'm very curious to see, and we're not quite at draft talk yet. I mean, we've seen a number of mock drafts. Um, if you haven't ever read mock drafts leading up to the draft, I highly recommend it. Um, Maybe the easiest way to get started on following that is uh, searching Mel Kuyper mock drafts. He's kind of a the draft goat. He's, at least he's known around the league as that. Um, so look up some of his mock drafts and see what he, um, who he places with the Niners. He does a really good job of, of changing it up and not just doing the same thing every time. And so you can see a little bit of the, the different possibilities that could come out of the draft for certain teams. Um but, I mean, let's first talk about uh, Brandon Ayuk before we get into draft talk. Um, but then we can, and we'll bring up free agents as well, and we can talk about uh, the Niners' areas of need. Um, Timmy, you alluded to some of them being offensive line for sure. And if we don't retain Brandon Ayuk, then wide receiver absolutely skyrockets to being a, a big area of need. Yeah, I, I think it all is it, – it's going to be interesting how the 49ers handle this. Yeah, I would agree. So, um, Timmy, explain a little bit about the salary cap bump to our listeners yeah. as we were just talking about. This is the best news the 49ers have had all year, right? And, and you look at this. This team was getting more and more expensive. They've been able to have a really, really good roster because Brock Purdy's so cheap. And they can't even pay him more than $1 million, which is obviously an insane amount of money. But NFL money, that's you know that's chump change for the 2024 season. They will be able to extend him after that. So Purdy's cap hit is obviously going to grow after the 2024 season. So the 49ers really probably have one more year to really keep this expensive group that's getting more and more expensive together. But something that's going to be really helpful to them is the salary cap jumped. The NFL salary cap jumped way, way more than expected. Uh, people thought it was going to jump up to maybe like $240 million. It came in at $255.4 million. That's a huge bump. Last year it was 22.4. That's phenomenal news for the 49ers. That gives them a lot of wiggle room to keep this group together. And to retain someone like Brandon Ayuk, to, to keep these guys around 
longer and longer to maybe bring in even another top free agent, someone like Javon Hargrave-esque to, to come in on the defensive side. That's possible because of because of this salary cap increase. So just a huge, huge win for the 49ers. And, and I mean, Brandon Ayuk specifically will, if they extend him right, he will, he will cost less on the 49ers uh, against the 49ers books than he does now if they if they do the contract work right. So and you can even see like John Lynch a couple weeks ago was not very committal when talking about Ayuk. Recently at the NFL Combine when he spoke, he was all in on we want him here. We're gonna do everything we can to keep him here. Like I I think the difference in that was seeing the salary cap jump up and being like oh we can we can keep him. And I mean Daniel, I'll, I'll defer to you here. I'm kind of curious your thoughts, but I think Brandon Ayuk might be the single most important player to Brock Purdy's continued development the rapport they've established is just incredible and I also think I mean the other wide receiver that we're going to need to to potentially try to keep around is you know almost Super Bowl MVP whose name is complete uh, Jawan Jennings I cannot believe I forgot his name but Jawan Jennings huge part of the 49ers offense incredibly reliable but other than that you're right wide receiver is going to be a need I mean we had Chris Conley getting significant run in the playoffs that can't happen so we're going to need to draft for it we're going to need to draft for it well but yeah Daniel I mean I think Brandon Ayuk has to be maybe the most important player on the field for Brock Purdy's continued development other than probably Trent Williams yeah, I would really like to see Brandon Ayuk be re-signed. Um, I, I, th- I think I disagree with him being the most important player to Brock Purdy, but only for the sense of I just don't really understand how Chris McCaffrey wouldn't be because of he's such an incredible weapon in all the ways. Um, but if not, probably probably Brandon Ayuk in that regard. Then um, some people are like, well, they're always missing each other. I no, not quite. Definitely a couple times a game, but if you were to watch other teams, the the same miscues are happening, or just not not every pass is going to be perfect, not every route is going to be perfect. That happens. A 70% completion percentage from quarterback is awesome. So anything, uh, <laughs> anything around that, we would take. But it does. It is a game changer seeing the salary cap be so much higher than what anyone else thought, which is kind of funny that it went higher than what anyone else thought. That's not what it usually feels like or what I had expected. So um, I'm probably most excited for this year because, as, as we've discussed, it, it's really the last year for this core um, before some people need to start getting paid more. It's really what what we mean by that. Because um, Brock Pretty will be open for some more money and I actually don't know what years some of these guys we extended but I think they're all pretty extended but can we pay all of them and Brock Purdy and so this this is probably a conversation that we will have many a times but Timmy I'm tempted to ask you hey who do you think is the first person or like if you have to cut one of the big names cut them trade them whatever it is which salary are you trying to shed? One of the big names, which salary am I trying to shed? You know, I that's such a hard question because I immediately, my mind goes to the opposite. It's like, well, I don't want George Kittle to go anywhere. I don't want Trent Williams to go anywhere. 
I don't want Debo Samuel to go anywhere. I don't want Fred Warner to go anywhere. It's, uh, it's like on and on and on. Who do I not want to go? I don't want Charvarius Ward to go anywhere. Isaiah Oliver's out. Did we did we cover that? He's already been been cut, which is is great because he didn't play. But I I will be curious. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't want anyone to go anywhere, Daniel. Who do you think we should get rid of if we have to get rid of someone? Yeah, maybe I guess I I don't want anyone to go anywhere. Um, and yes, Isaiah Oliver is out. Kind of a a disappointing tenure with the Niners um, because it's not Purdy. It's not Kittle. It's not Bosa. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't want it to be anybody, of course, as I said, but the ways that the NFL has seen the running back position be treated, I can only imagine it would be Christian McCaffrey. I can potentially imagine, I don't really know how they would ever make it Debo. But with a guy as old as he is, it does make me wonder if a contract needs to go if it's Trent Williams. And I don't like that. I don't know if that would be wise for the team. But with the age being a factor, that could be it. It's it, it, If they're in a position, you know, they may never have to be in this position, so this might be unnecessary speculation. But if they're ever in a position where they do need to get rid of one of the big, I mean like big five contracts, it's going to be... Trent Williams or Christian McCaffrey in my mind. And that's just because Trent's older and McCaffrey's a running back. And that's just what happens to them, whether we like it or not. So I mean that's, that's my probably the that's probably the longest term, right? I don't think either of those is happening in the twenty twenty four season. I mean McCaffrey oh, gosh, just had no. maybe the best season of his career. Williams yeah, yeah, yeah. is still clearly the best at it and he's talked about wanting to go wanting to keep going. And I think even more importantly for Williams is the 49ers don't they do not have a way to replicate that without him. They just don't. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey, I mean, I think McCaffrey's an incredible player. I don't want him going anywhere. The 49ers obviously had really, really good performance from the running back position before McCaffrey showed up. Obviously, he elevated it, but they were able to get really, really good performance out of anybody back there. The left tackle spot, there's you can't really scheme that away, right? Like they don't they don't have anyone else who could who could play that spot. We barely have a right tackle, you know? I mean, that's just yeah. a huge, huge weakness in this 49ers team. And, and so I think long term, absolutely, they're going to start planning for Trent Williams' development. That's who I see them going with in the first round, honestly, is to bring in somebody who can develop a year or two behind Williams. But in two years from now, yes. I but I just don't see how they could afford to let him walk. Not even because of the, I agree with you, they're paying him a lot of money and he is an older guy, but he's still the top of his game. But even more importantly, who else do they have? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, Daniel. I, I agree with you that he's someone the team will look to get rid of at some point, but it, it can't be this year because there's just no one else. No, and I, they don't need to get rid of anyone this year. So I, I was talking way in the future, maybe unnecessary points. Um we're all out of sorts this morning. Let's go back to our defensive coordinator discussion. I don't know how much we truly started that, but let's let's throw around some names. Timmy, who are the names that you've you've seen have already taken interviews? Yeah, or even the just 49ers speculation points. Yeah, the 49ers have actually only interviewed four guys so far as of as of yesterday. 
as of Wednesday. Uh, so this that's going to be former Chargers head coach Brandon Staley. You know, once thought to be the smartest man alive, turned out to not be a very good coach. But his one year as a defensive coordinator with the Rams, obviously very very good. He comes from the Vic Fangio tree, so you wanna you wanna at least see what he has to say. Kansas City Chiefs DBs coach Dave Merritt. A lot of people think he's just coming in there because the 49ers want to learn a little bit more about the defense that beat him in the Super Bowl. Then you got the two in-house candidates. You got Nick Sorensen, our defensive passing game specialist and nickel cornerbacks coach, and Daniel Bullocks, the DBs coach. It's pretty surprising to me, Daniel, that they haven't finalized a candidate. You got the combine coming up. You imagine that the defensive coordinator would have some pretty serious say in some of the pre-draft work. So I don't know, Daniel, what do you think it means that they haven't decided on anybody yet? Um, I don't, I really don't know what to draw from it. Uh, this is, this is Kyle's team and I, again, I don't know the conversations between Steve and Kyle, but we could see that, um, Kyle didn't necessarily trust Steve in every asset. So I think that maybe they might want to make the decision after the draft. And so it's like, Hey, come in. This is, this is your role. Kind of know your lane. Um, I'm not, I'm not too worried that they haven't, that they haven't, uh, hired anybody. Um, you said, you know, when you said, uh, we were discussing earlier, you said that they interviewed Staley. I was like, bro, I had no idea they, they interviewed Joe Staley. I had no idea. And I was so excited. And then when you said Brandon Staley, which I did know about, I was like, Oh, it makes a lot Joe more Staley sense. can have any coaching job he wants. Yeah, but a defensive coordinator after being an O-line coach didn't sure. quite make sense. And I was like, oh, okay. I understand a little bit more now. I do. I I do kind of wonder if the fact that they haven't announced anything means they are going to go with one of those internal candidates because then the guy's already having all the input on the draft that he could have, and so it doesn't really matter. Uh, that's the only thing I can think is that maybe it means they'll go internal, or maybe it means they haven't had a chance to interview the guy who, the guy that they want. I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of, like, I mean, I don't really think the Bill Belichick buzz makes much sense, but Pete Carroll was thrown around as a guy to to think about it. And Pete Carroll, as much as I don't want him to be a coach for the 49ers, makes a ton of sense. It, the 49ers are essentially just running another version of, of his defensive scheme, so would mm-hmm. would make great sense to come in if, if he wanted to come into that kind of role. So maybe there's even something of like Kyle Shanahan called up Pete Carroll and he's like, hey, I need another week to decide if I even want to coach. Like, So I, I don't know. I think there's a couple different different potential things going on out there. But if I had yeah. to guess, I think they're going to go internal. Um, the last hire was the first external candidate in a little bit and obviously didn't go super well. The other names people are concerned about is, you know, that are, are eyeing is a couple guys, I forget, but I think the Jets defensive coordinator, I don't think he's the defensive play caller out there. He came, you know, to the Jets with Sala from the 49ers. Maybe he'd want to come home. Uh, D'Amico Ryans brought a couple guys with him to the Texans that I think people think might, the 49ers might be interested in bringing back. So keep an eye on those kind of things. They are going to have to interview a, a few more people, but mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll have to see who that is. Yeah, so... I don't. I think we already said that the internal names Nick Sorensen and Daniel Bullocks. Uh, Daniel Bullocks, I think, is in my in my brain the potential right fit, just because we've seen so much success from uh, 
the the Niners promoting within their their coaching staff. Hey, what was Robert Sala's role before he was the defensive coordinator? Do you know? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. Because pulling uh, it up now. Dick, D'Amico Ryan's was obviously the linebacker coach, um, and I know I thought, yeah, D'Amico had been there while Robert Sala was as well, and so I'm trying to remember what Robert was. Maybe he was the defensive backs coach, but yeah. So Robert Sala came in. He actually started as the 49ers defensive coordinator 2017. So he was yeah. He came in with Shanahan. Then he had previously been coaching at the Jaguars as the linebackers oh. coach. Okay, don't think I knew that. Um. Yeah, I just I think promoting within has worked for them. Um, it's not you know it's not the big sexy thing to do because it's fun to go like imagine if the name Pete Carroll came or Timmy loves Vic Fangio a lot. If he came, that'd be huge. And so I'm just wondering, you know, is that what's best for them now? Promoting within has gone so well for them because these guys know the system, they get it, they're already on board. There's no no. Not that there's nothing new to learn. Of course, it's a new role. Of course, there is. But they're already bought in in a part of... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that's been really telling, too, in the talk around this. Like, John Lynch has been very clear. Like, we know who we are. We know who our defense is. Like, the 49ers are not... They're not going to run a different defensive system. And I, I do think that limits the guys you talk to, to guys who either come up from this specific system or are really really smart and can learn any system and then that the caveat to that is it has to be guys who are not only can learn a different system and, and coach maybe a system but are willing to come in and say yeah I've done it this way at every other stop but Nick Bosa wants to do it this way so that's what we're going to do and that takes a very special kind of coach to be able to do that so I, I think that's part of, of what's going on as well is it's a little harder to interview every single big name when you are saying yeah but this is who we are no matter what so you got to come run this rather than come mm-hmm. and run your system so that also limits the the guys the 49ers are going to talk to minimum they're going to have to do i think one more interview because they they will need to satisfy the nfl's rooney rule so they'll need to uh interview two external minority candidates uh dave merritt meets one of those so they'll need to interview one more so you can expect at least one more interview before the 49ers make a decision here yeah so we'll keep you updated on that on that could be before next episode could be after the draft i don't know but we i would be shocked if it's if it's after the draft yeah i just haven't heard anything yet so i mean i don't know if we truly will either until until the decision is made so um but let us let us do discuss some of the areas of need that, that we would like to see the Niners address that they would like to see themselves address. Um, whether it's through draft or free agency, uh, we won't spend time on the draft today. Probably next time we get together, we will start talking about the draft and some names to see. Um, but today, let us look at positions. Let us look at what do we think that they're going to be drafting? Um, and uh, maybe who do we think that are potential fits to bring in in free agency? Um, now, I I would say, Timmy, I'll give you a second to think of, hey, what do you think are your top three positions in terms of areas of need? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say O-line, number one. 
anyone other than Trent Williams is should not be guaranteed a starting role, in my opinion. Um, if anyone, Jake Brendel, I would I would uh, guarantee is the starter. And not that they're not necessarily deserving of it, but this O line just had not um, played to the caliber that it <laughs> it needed to. I would then say uh, edge rusher is next. Excuse me, is next area of need because all of the guys who played opposite Nick Bosa are gone. Um, and maybe I should just start off by telling you all of the, the Niners free agents. I've had this list on my phone ready to go uh, for a few weeks now. We didn't get to it last week. I'm going to really quickly run through the Niners unrestricted free agents. And you, you'll understand some of the, the positions of need. Because the first three are edge rushers. Randy Gregory, Clellan Farrell, Chase Young. Quarterbacks Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen. Defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw, safety Tashawn Gibson and Logan Ryan, uh, defensive lineman Sebastian Joseph Day, linebacker Oren Burks, offensive lineman Jonathan Feliciano, Matt Pryor, Ben Barch, defensive line Kevin Givens, wide receivers Ray Ray McLeod and Chris Conley, linebacker Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, tight end Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner, and DB Taylor Hawkins. Jawan Jennings is a restricted free agent. But this list, Timmy, does does anything did you learn anything new from this list? Did you know all of these guys were free agents? Because this list definitely reveals some serious areas of need. Yeah, I mean I I did and I think it my list was gonna be O line, D line, wide receiver, right? Like those the trenches are what this 49ers kind of run under Lynch Shanahan has been built around. And as you could hear there, it's a huge need. So it's going to be really interesting how the 49ers rebuild. I agree. The spot across Bosa is the most interesting. They're going to try to bring back somebody like Clellan Farrell, who is the most consistent throughout the season. Maybe make a run at keeping Chase Young, who obviously is the highest ceiling out of those guys. Or do they do they look to the draft again and and try to bring bring someone in? Probably some combination of both. But yeah, Daniel, I think what would you I'm kind of curious, like blending draft free agency, how would you assign like filling those needs? Like if you had to say like this need, I think they'll draft this need. I think they'll free agent. I'm kind of curious what you think. Yeah, well, I think it's really hard because, you know, every team usually has so many different needs and they have to be addressed through different ways. And so what we'll normally see the Niners kind of have a draft strategy, at least what they do often. I, I do believe I'll be I'll be shook if they do not use this first round pick on an O lineman or an edge rusher. They often use those use those kind of picks on those guys or a defensive tackle in the case of Javon Kinlaw. Um, but having Randy Gregory, Cleland Farrell, Chase Young, all those guys are free agents. That that that's, that leaves Nick Bosa as the edge rusher. Uh, we need some help there. Um, Def- uh, de- uh, defensive line is still there with Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, or sorry, J- Javon Hargrave. But the the fact that Javon Kinlaw, Sebastian jo- Joseph Day, and Kevin Givens like a, this is like all the B team. But an area that we don't normally think of is linebacker because Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and used to be Aziz Alshire. Well, Dre Greenlaw is out for much of the year, 
if not all, and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is a free agent. So that and Oren Burks, and so that means Fred Warner is the only linebacker on this roster, healthy linebacker. So linebacker is a huge area of need now. I actually probably would slide that uh, higher up. I have my top three are O line, edge, and corner, and I would not say corner is a top three. Uh, pardon me, is kind of even wondering why I had it as top three. I would say safety is much more of a need now. Um, Hufunga will be healthy, but Sean Gibson is gone, and so are we ready to give it to to Jair Brown alone? I actually think they are. I thought Jair Brown played really well at times. I I bet we wind up with Hufunga and Brown out there for the 2024 NFL season. That'd be cool. I'm for it. So corner corner's going to be interesting. John Lynch at the combine spoke. Pretty highly of Daryl Luter, who at this moment in 49ers history is best known for kicking a punt. But uh, he, it sounds like they, uh, they've got some faith that he might be able to step up, which means they might be able to get away with, with not bringing in somebody high profile there, which would be, be pretty interesting. I'm, I kind of think they go, if I had to guess, I think offensive tackle in the draft makes the most sense because I think they probably think they can let somebody develop either playing on the right side before moving over to the left after a potential Trent Williams retirement or you know backing up Williams for a year or two. I, I think they go draft because I think they think that anybody they bring in is going to have a chance to develop under maybe the best to ever do it at that position. Or maybe so, they play the right side as well for the first year. Exactly, yeah. But what's tough is there are so many. All of the B-team guys are free agents here, and that is it's. there's going to be a lot of other names that you're going to see in the Niners unless they bring a lot of these guys back. But even backup tight ends, Ross Dwelly, Charlie Warner, they're both free agents. A lot so, of people I mean, think tight end in the in the draft is, is possible as well. Let me find you. John Lynch had a pretty telling quote. I'm going to pull it up. As you pull that up, um, again, I said edge is an area of need, absolutely. And then O-line, I think every uh, every spot other than Trent is a need in some ways. But, Timmy, just to actually answer your question of, hey, what do I think they're going to do draft for agent? How are they going to address things? I would really like to see an upgrade at the offensive guard position. Um, and so I, I have been looking up a number of different uh, free agents that are guards that I would love to see them get. And so our good old friend Link, Lakin Tomlinson, even though he was paid $13 million last year, so I don't think he'll be re-signed. I don't think we can pay him. Uh, we would have re-signed him in the first place if we could have paid him that much. But a name that makes a little bit less money is Robert Hunt. Robert Hunt is 27 years old he was on the miami dolphins last year and he made just over two million dollars last year and he's a, a pretty good guard i actually i couldn't tell you how good i don't think he's crazy if he's only making two million comparatively to lake and tomlinson's 13 million but maybe this is his first um big go at free agency but he's probably the biggest name um, sorry, not the biggest name, but the, the name I would most likely predict. Um, you could see other guys, if somehow we were to pay Connor Williams, made $7 million last year, center guard for the Dolphins as well. Um, I believe David Edwards was one that popped up for me, a guard from uh, the Bills last year, a number of different 
different guys that could probably slide into the guard spot from tackle. Um, someone like Cameron Fleming from the Broncos, as well as uh, Billy Turner is another guy for uh, another Jet. Some of those names, if you guys don't know who those are, that is that is just fine. But Robert Hunt is the one that I I, I guess I would predict or like to see the most. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great rundown. I think you're right. I think interior O line is something I really expect that the Niners to move on. I I think one of those edge rushers we talked about stays with the 49ers. I don't know who it is, but I I think Chase Young, Farrell, one of those guys is back. I don't know why I think that, but one of them one of them will be. And then Daniel, I found the quote I wanted to talk about when we think about the tight end position if you want to circle back to that real quick. Would love it. So John Lynch, in his uh, combine remarks, somebody asked him, hey, we drafted two tight ends last year with George Kittle. Is there something about that position? Maybe you think it's overlooked. How do you view it? And he went on this, he gave a long answer on what he thinks of the tight end position. But here, here's, here's what I think is the most important. So I think it can really make your team better when you find, and it's not just one anymore. You need a couple. It's a real critical position. And if you look at things the 49ers have done the past few years, it's been very clear that they want another offensive weapon at the tight end position on this roster. So I thought that was really telling that John Lynch said, hey, you don't just need one tight end, you need a couple. So I I kind of expect them to maybe draft a tight end or, or make a move for somebody. It's been clear for a while that they wanted two good pass-catching tight ends out there. and They've just never been able to hit on the right guy. But, but I kind of expect them to try to do it again. Yeah. Uh, Braden Willis is the tight end that they, they got late in the draft last year, and I don't think that his shot is over. Um, I mean, maybe they think Cameron Latou could be that guy. He was on IR all year with, I think, a, a knee injury. Did he tear his ACL or something like that? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, yeah, he actually – I haven't thought about him in a very long time, but that's what he was drafted to be. That he was drafted to be is, is that next guy, but uh, with that injury that thwarted some plans there. Um. But again, a huge area of need probably right there with O-line and edge. If not, I, it might be the number one need now with Dre Greenlaw being hurt and no other linebackers really on the roster. Linebacker is huge. That is a huge area of need. Aziz so, Alshire is a free agent. Just throw it out there. Speak it into existence. And he posted something, huh? He posted a forty a highlight from his 49ers days. Maybe he, maybe he wants to come back home. That'd be pretty stinking cool. Um, there are some really notable names of edge rushers or linebackers out there. Um, I don't even know if he's going to come back and play again, but Brandon Graham from the Eagles, he's older, so he only made $5 million. He's almost 36. He made $5 million last year. It could be fun to see a, a veteran like that. There are incredible guys like Brian Burns or Josh Allen who are free agents. I think they will be way, making way too much money for the Niners to pay for him. Um but even kind of lower-level guys like A.J. Epineza, who was a high draft pick and hasn't quite played to that, uh, former Saints, Zach Bond, just a number of guys who you might not know that could could really do well after um, s- spending a, a decent amount of time with, uh, I can never pronounce his last name correct, Chris Kokorek? Is that, that's a D-line coach. Is that how you say his last name? Uh, I think it's Kosurek. Kosurik, that big okay, so K-O-C-U-R-E-K. Kosurik might make more sense, but he's legit. And so I think if we get any of these kind of young guys that had some serious potential, putting him putting them with Chris would be great. Um 
I think it would be really cool to see what how they could grow by spending time with him. Um, but again, just to kind of go back to your original question of how do I think these things will be addressed, I would really I do think that they will sign some sort of offensive lineman, whether it's a new right tackle, whether it's to replace John Feliciano slash Spencer Burford at right guard, upgrade left guard at Aaron, uh, Aaron Banks. I'm not exactly sure. I would really like to see a free agent signing of an O-lineman and a drafting of an O-lineman. I'd be fine if they signed Robert Hunt to play right or left guard, I don't know, and drafted uh, an offensive tackle who either played right or played the right side or just watched under Trent and then eventually took over or played on the right to learn from him. However it is, I think it needs to be more than just one move. I would love to see them draft a, a linebacker as well. Um, that's probably like the biggest position I would like to see drafted high as linebacker. I guess aside from offensive line, that's the number one need. But um, I'm going to be spending a lot of time as the draft gets closer looking at some of these linebackers and seeing who might be there um, in the second or third round for the Niners. There are not a lot of top linebackers in this league, in this uh, draft class. There are edge rushers, but I'm talking true linebackers. Um, a lot of the a lot of the first round in the NFL draft of what we've seen is quarterbacks, receivers, offensive linemen, and edge rushers, which is what it normally is now. That is like what the high end positions in the draft come from. That's also what a lot of some of the best players are. So. I do think there would be a, a few linebackers and more secondary than we're used to seeing at our pick. So I'm curious to see what they will do. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because there's so many needs, but the core I think will still stay together. So it's gonna be interesting how the 49ers choose to build around them. They could resign Chase Young. Who knows? I really think they might. I, I think that's possible um, that they I, I think it's very possible that they do choose to re-sign Chase Young. I, I think had he not had the Super Bowl he had, they very well may have been able to. The cost is going to go up because he finally looked like a good player in that Super Bowl. But I, yeah, I don't be, even know where to predict his contract. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'm with you. I, I got no idea what what he's worth on the market, but it should be should be very interesting to me to see what they come up with, but I I think I'd rather bring him back than uh, Clellan Farrell. I, I just think the the high upside is really really so so worth it. I agree. It'd be it'd be so so cool to see. So yeah, maybe next next week. What do you say we get into some more draft talk, Timmy? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I can't wait to talk draft. I can't wait to talk free agency. I can't wait. I'm actually like, this is the most fascinated I've been by a 49ers uh, offseason in years. Like, I just have no idea how they're going to keep this team together. But that salary cap increase really means they might be able to. And so it should just be, I'm like really fascinated to see what they do here. There's a lot of questions for sure. A lot of questions for sure. So we'll see if the Niners have a defensive coordinator. We'll see how uh, if they've made any free agent moves the next time we get together. But I'm excited to see what that might look like. Yeah, I agree. Should be really interesting to see what they what they come up with. Well, 
listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. Uh, if you're here with us, you either either love Daniel and I very much or you love the 49ers very much, and we appreciate both of those. So <laughs> thank you for being with us with the in the offseason. Uh, Daniel, any parting thoughts? No, nothing other than, uh, you know, I want to tell you to enjoy football, but no football to be enjoyed. Uh, maybe maybe this is the year some of you become big baseball fans as well. Yeah, hopefully. Well, thanks for tuning in, and as always, stay safe out there. <laughs>